The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So, um, it's really great to be here again. I was here on Monday, and uh, I talked about uh, generosity on, on, on that day, but uh, I want to talk about generosity again, but this time I'm going to talk about a different aspect of it. Monday, I led a meditation that was focused on connecting with the goodness within us and really appreciating it as a, as a basis for sharing metta with others as an act of generosity. And uh, tonight I'd like to focus more on how engaging in generous acts can reveal some of the things that get in the way of the intention or the impulse to be generous. Excuse me. <clears throat> you know, we often talk about uh, all the Brahma Vihara practices as purification practices. And what that means, what purification means, is that when we practice one of them, their opposites can show up. And we start practicing metta for a friend, for example, and then after a little while, we're kind of remembering some incident when that friend was maybe not so nice to us. And then we start feeling resentment instead of the metta that we were intending to, to, to feel, to practice. And it's not a mistake when this happens, as though we weren't practicing correctly or as though the practice doesn't work. The practice is working. It's revealing to us what we need to work on. So in order to eventually be able to offer our kind regard without reservations to all beings, without exception, like it says in the Metta Sutta, we need to spend time working with the ab- obstacles to that. It's just part of the practice. And... Uh, I recently read a passage from a, a book by a longtime student of Joseph Goldstein, and uh, this book, this passage was describing his work, Joseph's work, with another student who wanted to cultivate more generosity in her life. And one uh, really thought-provoking thing that Joseph said, and that I've heard him say often about practicing generosity, is that any time he feels the impulse to give something away. He follows that impulse, and he says that he never regrets it. So that's something to think about. And he tells uh, stories of what moved him to always uh, follow that impulse to give. And one story that he told that was in this uh, passage that that I read was about being in a city. I think it was in India, but I, I can't remember for sure, and I couldn't find the the passage when I was preparing to, for, for this talk tonight. Um, he was in a city buying fruit at a, at a market stall. And there was a child standing next to him. And it was really clear to Joseph that the child was hoping for something from him. So Joseph bought some fruit and then he handed an apple to the child who just took it and walked away. So does that sound familiar to to you. <laughs> it sounds familiar to me. Have you ever given someone a gift and then, you know, even something as small as an apple, perhaps, I don't know, and then not received a thank you or a nod or a smile or any kind of acknowledgement at all, and then felt a little twinge of something, some kind of resentment or disapproval, just some kind of little knot in the heart, kind of an aversive reaction. I think it's pretty common to feel that way. 
You know, often I, I think of uh, grandparents giving presents to their grandchildren. I am a grandmother. And, uh, and you know, they just, they don't tend to write thank you notes. <laughs> and so, you know, what, what, is there some kind of expectation here? Or, you know, what's actually motivating the, uh, the giving? So Joseph's response <clears throat> to that um, experience that he described and to, at other times, when he recognized um, obstacles to feeling generous, was just to keep giving more and more and more. He just really made it a practice to keep to give, and to do to follow that impulse that he he said. Anytime he had the impulse to give, he gives now. And as he continued to practice more and more, the 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 obstacles in the mental habits that were getting in the way of feeling generosity those shrunk. And the, the sense of generosity grew, and uh, it, it's become a source of great joy for him. He talks he talks about it often, and he apparently still keeps a big wad of dollar bills in his pocket. And every time he passes a homeless person, whether the person is you know uh, panhandling or you know in some way asking for money or not, he hands him a dollar. It's not much, but he's got a big wad. He gets rid of them every day when he's. Not that I am, yes, that is. Something he said was, in my experience, generosity never leads to remorse. Never leads to remorse. So I'd like us to practice with this uh, today. And we'll have to practice using our memories and our imaginations because um, I can't ask you to go out into the world <laughs> and give somebody something and then report back to the group and doesn't really work that way uh, in uh, in this format. But I hope that just practicing in our minds, you know, using our imaginations and our memories will be useful and, and revealing for us. You know, we're entering a season in this, uh, in this culture, in our culture, when uh, there is great anticipation and expectation uh, among many people around uh, giving and receiving gifts. And it can be of kind of a fraught territory. There's so many things that come into it, comparing and, you know, a feeling of guilt and feelings of need. And so many things can come into it. So wouldn't it be a delight, you know, to just offer to others without any regard for how they respond to a gift with no expectation of getting anything at all in return? That would be sweet, I think. So that's our that's our goal. The Buddha said that, that giving in order to help others was a great motivation, but that the highest motivation for giving gifts was to adorn and beautify the mind. To adorn and beautify the mind. Generosity when it's when it's purified, when it's not based on some expectation of reward or reciprocity or acknowledgement. It's something that makes the mind beautiful. I love that. It's something that makes the mind beautiful. So on the way to becoming beautiful, there are likely to be some obstacles in our minds. And when they show up, we treat them with kindness, you know. Otherwise, what are we feeding in the mind? You know, not more, not generosity for sure. You know, okay, so there's some selfishness here. Okay, I'm comparing myself to others. I'm feeling my gifts are inadequate, maybe. 
I feel afraid to give. There might not be enough left for me. All kinds of, you know, things like that can come up. I should be receiving, not giving. All these things can arise and they're not real. They're not a problem. They're just things to see, things to become aware of. They're products of old thinking, old conditioning, and we can know them, hold them with kindness, and continue to cultivate generosity. It's a practice of letting go, generosity is. So with that uh, introduction, let's, let's practice with this. So take, a, take your comfortable, upright, easeful and alert uh, posture. Useful and alert. Just breathing into any areas of, uh, of tension. Bringing a little energy into them. And then as you exhale, letting them soften. Just connecting with what it feels like to be just sitting right now, wherever you are in your in your living space, probably <clears throat> either alone or with other other people, people you live with, family or friends or roommates or whoever else is there, animal friends. It's a sense of where you are and how it feels to be sitting there. And also a sense of being together with all of us in this group. Practicing together, you know, with the intention to to beautify our minds. To allow them to be, become beautiful. Letting the breath calm you if it has that effect. Letting your awareness be in your heart. Connecting with your heart. Appreciating that uh, And whenever you come to happy hour, there's an intention to cultivate these qualities of the heart that are all ways of being generous. Generous to ourselves and generous to others. And today we're working directly with that, with generosity, the intention to give.
So if you're willing to practice in this way this evening, I invite you to invite a memory of a time that you gave a gift to someone that was spontaneous, not planned in any way. Maybe just even opening a door for someone, that's a kind of a gift. Offering a compliment or something more involved, like taking a, a pot of soup to a to a sick friend or or offering money to a to a cause or to a homeless person on the street. A time when you gave something and it was easy. There was no need for anything in return, no residue in the mind. See if you can bring just a simple example of that to mind. Feel into it. What does it feel like to just offer in that simple way? What does it do in your in your heart, in your mind? Just here, have this. Let uh, a memory of, of some event like that be, be present in your mind. Time of offering something freely with no expectation. And if you can recall the impulse to give that you felt at that time, just really connect with that, that feeling of just that intention to give, that just giving, simple impulse. Let that be present. See what it feels like. Maybe it feels like meta. And now, I'd like you to switch to a different uh, kind of event, uh, a time when you gave a gift and did have uh, an expectation. Maybe an expectation that you'd receive a gift in return, or maybe just uh, uh, thinking there would be a thank you that then didn't didn't arrive. Maybe you gave something and and the person you gave it to didn't really uh, think much of it, you could tell. Sometime when the impulse felt generous, but 
what the response to your gift made it apparent to you that there was some kind of something else in the mind, an agenda, something that obstructed the ease that can come with a a purely generous impulse. Just allow yourself to feel whatever it was that arose in you after giving that left you feeling a little disappointed, incomplete. And hold those feelings with kindness, with patience. Bring the warmth of your own metta to whatever feelings you remember from this time. The time you gave a gift that didn't feel good to you. So right now, just give yourself the gift of, of care around that. might feel like metta, it might feel like compassion. There was pain. Now see if you can just imagine yourself letting go of whatever prevented that generosity and that incident from being full-blown, being unconstrained. There was a desire for something in return. Maybe just imagine that desire as like a balloon on a string and you can just let go of the string. Let go of it. Nothing needs to come back. My intention is to give freely with no expectation. My intention is to offer no need to receive.
And now I'd like you to bring to mind something you own that you value, something you enjoy having that you feel some attachment to. Doesn't have to be anything huge like a you know a car or some heirloom of some kind, a bicycle, anything like that. It might just be maybe a a coffee cup you really like, a potted plant, a warm sweater, a piece of art maybe that means something to you. Maybe a statue of the Buddha or Kuan Yin. Let yourself feel your attachment to this object, your your care for it. And now I'd like you to imagine giving that something to someone else. Maybe to a a family member. Maybe to a friend. Or maybe even to a stranger. Just picture yourself holding that object. Still feeling how much you value it how much you enjoy owning it. And then hand it to that other person. Here, this is for you. I'd like to give this to you. And then just see what arises. Whatever it is that arises, be kind to it, whether it's beautiful or difficult. This is for you. I'd like to give this to you.
And now I, I invite you, if you like, to turn your mind toward metta. Let go of giving gifts. And give yourself the gift of metta. Or maybe for give it to loved ones. Whatever feels uh, right to you at this moment. Whatever you feel would be best. And as you offer metta to yourself or whoever else, know it as a as an offering that is generous, a gift. I offer this gift of kindness to myself. I offer this kindness as a gift to you. And you can use phrases or If you like, just radiate that sense of metta towards yourself or whoever else you feel it would be beneficial to offer metta to right now. I offer this kindness as a gift.
we can bring the openly generous quality of heart that that's in us in present is present in us when we're offering metta we can bring that quality uh, to uh, into all the ways that we're uh, generous in life all the ways that we're that we're giving in some way we offer metta with no strings and we can do that with all our giving it's a practice May all our gifts be given with no strings attached. May we develop a kind of generosity that is open and free and joyful.
So, um, okay, I'm always going to create uh, breakout rooms, but Diana, if you'd like to, uh, you have something you can, it's, it's okay to share it now. I'm challenged. That's up. Kind of happening. I, I'm. There's some echo. I, I'm not doing anything. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm having a hard time hearing you. So maybe we'll wait till after. Thank you. Okay. Um. For the breakout uh, groups this evening, I want to ask you to think of ways uh, that you can express generosity in your daily lives in just very simple ways. Um, Joseph, this is a practice that Joseph Goldstein has uh, suggested that that people make lists of ways that they can be generous in really simple ways in daily life. Some way of being service, of being of service to some, to one person or to a group of people. Um, you know, it might just be like picking up the mail for someone. I mean, some just simple things. So, um, so that's what I want to want you to focus on is to to think about ways you can be generous just in your daily lives, and uh, it's really useful to make the intention, you know, to do something. Uh, to do something that's beneficial, to really make an intention so that you follow through with it. So I'd like you to uh, to go around in a circle. I think uh, we'll see. Let's see. There's 33 people in the room now. We'll see how many show up in the uh, in the breakout rooms. But uh, there were 47, so some people have left. Um, uh, and just go around and each person just say one thing that they'd like to do. And maybe you'll be able to go around two or three times. And then um, at, for the last three or four minutes of the, um, of the, or might be a little longer, might even be as much as five minutes. I'm going to give you 12 minutes. Um, you can have a kind of a general uh, uh, conversation about um, the obstacles that you see in your own mind, you know, in your own heart that get in the way of being generous, you know, and there are so many different things that kind of, that pop up in us. So that get in the way of being generous with no strings attached. So um, um, be sure everyone has a chance to share and remember that, you know, it's not, this isn't a time to offer advice or comment on other people's sharings. Let, let people, what people say stand, stand on its own, <coughs> just respecting uh, each one's contributions. So, let's see. I'm going to make some rooms. There's 29 of you now. So, there'll be four in one room and three in the rest, it looks like. And I'm opening them now. So, bon voyage. <laughs>
here. Yeah. Yeah. That's me. Hi, Greg. Oh, have you felt number two? Oh, golly. Yeah. Sorry. But uh, it, it say that it worked fine as as did you know, So uh, it's something else. Oh, so something odd is going on here. Yeah. So it, it worked okay in the small group, though? Yeah, it did. Yeah, because you're, you're, I'm only hearing like half the words, your words. Um, is that true for other people? Are you unable to hear oh, clearly? Awesome. Oh, that's really weird. I'm so sorry. I, I don't wonder what it is. It must be yeah, something in Zoom. It's really loud. What was it? Shelly, maybe, yeah. maybe mute yourself. Uh, okay, let me see. Let me mute myself, see what happens. Let someone else speak, though. So it was, I think, yeah. nope. It's still there. Well, I don't know. That seems better. Yeah. It's better, but it's so not great. It is better. But thank you, Michael. Oh, Claire doesn't. Claire isn't muted. Right. It's better for me, but it's still not quite right. This stuff. Claire, can you mute? Claire, can you mute? Oh. Well, <laughs> shall, shall I go ahead now? It seems like my voice is better. Um, yeah. I, I just wanted to say I, I was uh, and thank you for this, Shelley. I thought it was really a great thing to yeah. to sit with and to talk about, and I feel like I could talk about it a lot more. Um, but I I heard something last night uh, a podcast with Arthur Brooks talking to uh. perhaps it was Tara Brock. I'm, I'm not sure, and uh, he had a different take on. Um, on giving without expectation. I, I don't think it's actually with expectation, but he was saying that when he would give money to people on the streets, that he would often stop and say, um, would you pray for me and my family? <laughs> and um, I thought that was great. You know, that, that it's, it seems to me like there's another kind of generosity involved in that that he is making himself vulnerable by asking for this. And he's acknowledging that though he just gave somebody 20 bucks, he is also a human being in need who's worried about his life and his and the people he loves. And he values the kind thoughts or prayers or however you would put it of this stranger on the street. Mm -hmm. And it seems to me it, it affords a kind of dignity in the not expectation, but the opportunity for reciprocity or an opportunity to say, I see you even more deeply here. It's not mm -hmm. just a transaction, which I give you 20 bucks. So thanks. Yeah, thank you for that. I think that's really lovely. And it uh, it kind of it points to um, the possibility of, you know, if you're just giving without that sense, maybe there's a patronizing sense to it or something, you know, maybe there's something condescending and just, oh, I'm giving you something. Um, so there, yeah, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of different kinds of uh, uh, aspects to the, you know, to the whole question of, of when is, when is it wise to give and, uh, and, you know, it, is it wise to accept, expect some to ask, but to ask for something that's a little different than expecting something. It seems very, yeah. So that, that's, I think that's something to point to that he's actually asking for something in return. And it's something that, 
that shows respect. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Although if the person isn't a person who prays, it might <laughs> might not go down too well. But but uh, yeah, I can see there's really a mutual respect in that kind of uh, that kind of thing. But it, but I wouldn't call it expectation or lack of. I would call it you know what it is asking for a gift in return in a way asking for a service that's nice that's i'm glad you brought that up thank you it's lovely claire would you oh, it's seven o'clock in in california but i'm on i'll stay if those who want to uh have a little more just raise it there's no hard and fast answer i don't think but i got to the point in our discussion where i realized that I was, there was a little confusion about whether generosity, whether help is an integral part of generosity or if generosity is a, a, a process in and of itself that may or may not be helpful. It could not be helpful, but it could still be generous. Or is that, uh-huh. is that really generosity from a spiritual standpoint? I don't know. <laughs> that seems like a. <laughs> it seems it's kind of like spl- splitting hairs a little bit. I think. I mean, if there's an impulse to give something, that's generous, you know. But it, I mean, if you're giving something that's harmful to somebody, I I suppose the impulse could be generous, but then that's not what I mean. But if I yeah. give you a gift, but it's, you don't really need it, and it's just because I felt like giving it to you, is that generosity? Well, it depends. It's I mean, what's the feeling that's uh, that's in that's be, that's motivating the action? Is it is it a feeling of generosity? That's I oh, mean, that's how the question. Uh-huh. I think from you I'm know, kid, I'm kidding. Yeah, no, I know. In the, in the Buddhist context, I think the idea is that we give we give where it will do some good. You know, where there it will have a beneficial impact, but. Um, but if you're thinking of generosity in a, you know, in the more kind of conventional way, then uh, it's whatever you give. If the motive is is uh, is generous, then it's generosity, I guess. Yeah. But I just wasn't very sure where we were going that from from a spiritual standpoint. Yeah. Uh, if giving in its own right is is. A spiritual act, regardless of the motivation or the need. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I think you know if if we were going to do a whole t- night on on generosity, we could talk about the 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 areas where the Buddha said it was good to give. You know, to give where there's a need to give to your family if you're a lay person, to give to the monks, of course. You know, to give to the monastics. That's like the the best thing to do and so and but but um uh you know i think from our perspective if we're giving in a way you know for i'm i'm assuming there's going to be some uh discernment about where where we give and that the motivation is just to give so i was just really talking about you know the 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 motivation itself to, to try to purify the motivation so that it isn't it isn't it doesn't have selfishness in it you know some some desire for some kind of acknowledgement some kind of recompense some kind of reciprocity like making it having it be a bargain you know that's that's 
that's that's real all I really wanted to point to this evening. You answered my question. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I apologize if my open mic caused any problem. I didn't think it would. Mm-hmm. I think it might have been me. I think I left, uh, I had original sound for musicians on for the bell, and then I left it on. That might have created some problems, too. Yeah, so, uh, Ruth. Um, when, when I give money to a homeless person, I silently say to myself by giving him the money, there's that he will encounter the authentic Buddha Dharma in this lifetime or the next. Yeah, that's lovely. Uh-huh, that's, that's a lovely. little prayer I say for whoever I give money to, I'm a homeless person. Uh-huh, that's lovely. Uh-huh, that's really lovely. I think some people hold back from giving money to homeless people because there is a sense that they might use it to harm themselves, you know, in some yeah. way. And uh, and so, you know, maybe buy them a loaf of bread instead. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, that's a beautiful, what a beautiful intention that is. Yeah, Jerry. Uh, but I wondered if Diana wanted to speak since that, uh, 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 the technology seems to be working now and if she's kind of comfortable speaking. Great. Thanks. Ray. There you go. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I was very appreciative. I felt real healing tonight from just from the beginning when I first put my hand up. The idea of just that feeling of generosity and it's just that. It isn't more. So, but a problem comes up because you can give to family just cute things, nice things, (laughs) year after year with in conventional ways and there's nothing that comes back like ever like ever and and so uh you can you can look at these uh, columns where people say what do you do can can you just like uh ask them did you did you ever get the thing write someone did you just and you and after a while it's and the gift is from from the heart, and so so I, I'm getting the idea that we let mm-hmm. people go and let them be, and uh, yeah. and I'm giving within a convention of normal convention of what we do, yeah. mm-hmm. and there's like complete absence of people on the other side, yeah, <laughs> or something. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so I, I think so. I felt really wonderful hearing about just giving. I'm not talking about big money gifts or anything no. like that. Just and, and I'm connected with people, but possibly there's no convention these days where people can acknowledge it. There, at some point, I want somebody to acknowledge me. <laughs> I mean, there's something wrong with that. I mean, like. Uh, this thank you or something or 
it may never happen. So that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Uh huh. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I think you're speaking to what uh, what arises in so many of us all. You know, often when we're giving gifts to to family, especially when it's in that conventional. Uh, context, you know, like around this holiday times when people tend to give gifts to each other and, oh, is this person giving a gift to me? That means I have to give a gift to them and all those kinds of things, those, they show up and the, the sense, you know, it's really, it's really, uh, uh, lovely for someone to say thank you. I mean, that's, that's a, a really wholesome, um, intention a really wholesome uh impulse to say thank you when someone gives you a gift but to give a gift with the expectation that that's going to happen there then there's a sense there is a sense okay there's some there is a kind of agenda here in the giving so it's you know it's uh, I, I think after decades i've kind of long since given up the agendas if i make a pile of cookies and everyone's eating them like and they're wonderful and I'm enjoying that, and I'm doing the stuff. But you send that you do the things you do because you're enjoying that. But it seems to me I may go to my grave without ever hearing from people who I know love me, and just don't know how to <laughs> express it. And so I'm just, maybe I'm just whining and complaining to no. this group right now. <laughs> well, but, if, if you gave but, me cookies, I would say thank you. <laughs> but. If you gave me cookies, I would say thank you. <laughs> so um, um, I don't mean to take up people's time, but um, it, yeah. it's a problem for everyone, I think. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's something that, that arises. Lack of reciprocity mm -hmm. at, at the extreme level is a problem. <laughs> well, I it's. So. I mean, I think that's that's something that. Uh, that's something to be looked at, you know. Is it a problem? Is it why is it a problem? What is it that's what is it that's uh, that makes it a problem? Yeah. I'm not, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. It's natural. I know. It's ten. It's Thanks. ten. It's ten after the hour. But I'm happy to stay. Thank if, you. I'll, I'll meet myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> thank you. Uh -huh. I think uh, it's a drama. Hi. Um, so I think it was Fred that shared um, the other type of giving that the, the lecture had talked about. I, I forget who it was, but he gives $20 and then he asks that person to pray. Yeah. That was a, a fascinating share and it kind of stumped me a little bit. So I, I instantly got aversion and then I got, well, wait a minute, that's a different way of giving. And then I started to like really analyze it. And, um, and I even 